Welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Chris. I'm here with Alex Navarro and Peter Marchiafava. And you're up against the hard cap. Hello, and welcome back to another edition of the hard cap. On today's episode, Alex is going to make us put on our GM hat so we can make today's NBA losers into tomorrow's NBA champs. After that, Alex is also going to give us some trivia questions. And as always, we have Matt gets answers. But before we get to all that, Chris, Alex, what's going on, guys? Happy Cinco de Mayo, fellas. Well, I mean, you know, it's Thursday. Yes. Cinco de Mayo. Not gonna, it's not going to air till Monday, but yeah. Happy Cinco de Mayo. You guys, you happy guys, Cinco de Mayo. Happy, you guys get your uh, your tacos on? Sure did. Just Ooh. finished eating them. I just, I had a question. Have you guys been watching the news lately? No, this is, this is early for the dad joke, but no, 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 no. Like I just, I saw something earlier. It's, it's pretty intense. So I saw this and it's kind of a funny story, but sad for somebody. Um, this guy got admitted to the hospital today with, 25 plastic toy horses in his rear end okay doctors say it damn near wrecked him but they've described his condition as stable yeah yeah <laughs> mm. <laughs> what is this pity laugh you're giving him Pete? oh that is not pity laugh. Laugh. that is genuine laughter <laughs> oh goodness anyway i'm doing great uh good to hear bud big win <laughs> that was a win <laughs> perfect oh man uh you know i i get here i I'm, I'm thinking about alex alex has got this gm thing for us today and it got me really thinking about basketball and got me thinking about next season for the bulls mm. and although the bulls just got knocked out i'm already excited for next year which is you know i'm i'm both excited to watch this year's playoffs and for what the Bulls could potentially do when we look at the upcoming free agents, unrestricted free agents and restricted free agents that, you know, I think you can make an offer to and hope. Sure, dude. I mean, so, dude, this, this, ex, this entire exercise has like opened my eyes to possibilities. Yeah. I, I do want to thank you for that, Alex. This is going to be a great, well, we'll see what kind of segment it is, but this is a great idea for a segment on your behalf. Yeah. I mean, good for you guys. I've moved on. I'm moving on to the Bears <laughs> and uh, football season. But wait, hold uh, on a second. Nah. Aren't you supposed to like let us know who wins? It's like, no, nope, it's going to be the Bears. No, no, no. I mean, for this segment, of course. But I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not really focusing on the Bulls at the moment. Like, I'm, I'm excited about the draft. I think they, they did well. Uh, they traded down. They got more draft picks. So they started off with six mm-hmm. draft picks. Ended up with eleven. I like the picks. I don't hate the picks that he, he made. And um, he didn't really focus on. Uh, the offensive line early on in the draft, but he got uh, a plethora of uh, players yes, that hopefully they develop. And um, if he gets gold on a one or even possibly two of them, I'll be happy. I'll be a happy camper. But uh, I think he did a good job for the first time. For yeah. those of you that don't follow, uh, Alex switched topics to the Bears. Yeah, I mentioned the Bears. because. Yeah, but, you know. I said, I said I'm moving on to the Bears. <laughs> yeah, but... I'm just making sure that everybody knows you're talking about the Bears. Just saying. Boom. So you see what happened there is he said football and then you're talking about offensive linemen. And this guy over here went over here because he was at basketball and then he went boom and he took basketball and he said, I don't care. And he went right over here in this line right here. You know, Alex, right here in this football. 
what do you think of Elis Jones, man? Do you think he can actually be a good wide receiver or just uh, just do some kick returns? You know, I mean, basically, he's he's. I think he was drafted for kick, kick returns. But you know what? Before I move on, John Madden still miss him. Thank you for that, Chris. I really, <laughs> seriously, that was great. Keep doing those. Love him. But yeah, uh, no, I, I think I think he he could develop into a good wide receiver. But I, I think initially he's going to be great in the in special teams, and uh, we need that kick returner. So um, yeah, so that that was that really was do. definitely a solid pick. He's he's not he's not a primary receiver at least from the get go, but um. Yeah, I think for right well, now. What about I think the we... fact that he's already 25? Do you guys think that that's? I mean, obviously yeah. it's not a positive, but he's fast. How do you think that's going to impact him? I don't love he's that fast. for the longevity of the situation, but if he's fast right now, then yeah. all they need right now is a dynamic dude on special teams. And so, if that's what he's going to be, then fine. We've seen that. Be I mean, but well that's worth. Obviously, it. not true though. They are very like. Do you think they have enough wide receivers right now? You think no, Justin but... Fields has what he needs? This guy's not good enough to play wide receiver in the NFL from everything I've heard. So Yeah. I, I well, no, in the NFL, he can play in the NFL. I mean, he has he has good okay. good hands and I'm not saying he's a primary. He's probably like, you know, a third option, maybe fourth option. Okay. But but he's he can he's definitely good enough to play in the NFL. But they did um make a whole bunch of um free agent signings after the draft. You know, hopefully we we hit some some gems on that one. All right, guys. Well, let's get into it. Do we have any uh, corrections or omissions from last week? Probably do, but I didn't write any this week. <laughs> I mean, I need to. I think I corrected myself in the moment, but I'm going to go back and do it again. The draft pick that the Pittsburgh Steelers took, uh, that quarterback, what's his name again? Mitch uh, Trubisky's Kenny replacement. Pickett? Kenny Pickett. Thank you. Yeah. He actually did play college, college ball at Pitt. So yeah, you mentioned I that. thought UNC. I was thinking of somebody else, but he he right. he was at Pitt. All right, Alex. How about last week's trivia question, man? What uh, what oh, do we you have guys, for that? You guys ready for some guesses? Um, oh, here's a yes. question. All right, we, I mean, obviously the draft happened last week, so it was uh, some draft related questions. Uh, and the one I shared uh on Twitter is which team has picked number one overall, a league high four times. In the last 25 years and uh, do you want me to make this a uh, multiple choice or do you guys have teams in mind that you can just go with i mean i i've, I've got a team in mind already i have all somebody right. in mind too all right well chris why don't you go first then we're talking nfl right Nf- nfl yes <laughs> nfl draft <laughs> yeah so the team that i have in mind is the cleveland browns cleveland browns that's that's a great choice and pete what Solid do you got choice uh, Alex, I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Also, very, really good choice. Uh, the correct There's a answer, lot of bad NFL teams out there. I know. Yep. I mean, and we should probably, the Bears should be up there probably more, but um, <laughs> I feel like it just hit middle of the ground, which is even worse. I think it's yeah. a worse position. I was going to say, the worst. They yeah. never bottom out. Yeah. yeah. It's really annoying. Anyway, but the correct answer is the Cleveland Browns. So good job, Chris. Good job. Cha-ching. Well played. How does it feel to finally win a trivia question, Chris? I want to thank my moms. Uh, I want to thank my wife, my kids. Uh, it's a big moment for me. Oh, wait, does this count as winning trivia? Because it was just the Twitter question. No, no, it doesn't count as a... trivia. It's, it's, uh, it's just what one I thought. question. Okay, then I retract that. I uh, don't want to thank my moms. I don't want to thank my wife and my kids. I just want to say that I'm glad I got a question right. So, cool. Bravo, you did not need the multiple choice, so fantastic. All right, and when we come back, it will be the GM hat, so stick around.
All right, welcome back from the break, guys. I got some really exciting news. Alex is getting another shot at a segment, and hopefully it won't suck this time like his questions do. Anyway, <laughs> Alex, take it away with GM Hat. I'm really excited. GM Hat. And you know, Chris, thank you for that intro. The episode, the, the segment was actually created for you, all right? You had mentioned you were you were bashing the Steelers after the, the Kenny Pickett uh, draft. And you're yeah. like, what, what are these guys doing? Who are these dumb, dumb idiots? <laughs> so dumb. now now the hat's on you. You got to make the moves. And let's see what you yeah. got. And then, you know. Oh, no, thanks. <laughs> hey, hey, so, Alex, can I play too? <laughs> Chris and Peter are playing. Chris Chris and Peter are playing. <laughs> Peter, so you can join. Here's, here's the game, all right? So we have uh, the first round exits in the NBA playoffs, all right? Uh, so they made it to the playoffs, but they didn't make it past the first round. So... Each of you guys get four teams apiece. Uh, I will let you know who they are as I call them out. And you have two moves to fix the team. Now, a move is qualified as, as bringing in external talent. Your coach, it could be a player. Uh, but re-signings and releasing of players is not a move. All right? So let's get things going here. Chris, the Atlanta Hawks, the eighth seed this year. Now, the, the year before, they were the fifth. And they, they actually beat the New York Knicks. This year, eighth seed, didn't make it past the first round. How are we going to fix this team? You know, I don't like the Hawks. And it was hard. It's hard for me to look at all these free agents or upcoming free agents. And as a Bulls fan, think about, you know, and I, I don't want that to help the Hawks because I want that for the Bulls. But I tried really hard to, to just start somewhere. And when you look at the salaries in this current team, the first place I thought we need to start Gallinari. The dude is old busted, right? I mean, he's only 33 compared to us. He's young, but he's making 20, 20.5 million. His cap hits 21, a little yeah, over 21 it is, million. It is an expiring contract. So it's very movable. What are you looking to do with him? So, and that's the thing. So you've got to either trade him or you got to cut him, but who's going to trade for that, that contract? For that guy who's not going to give you much of anything, right? So what I think they're going to have to and do... He's a good three-point shooter. He's decent. He's, he's decent. Asset. He's a role player at this point. He's a role player. So at most, you, you move him for a second-round pick to a team that can take that, but there's not a lot of teams out there with that kind of cap space that would be willing to take him on and give up draft capital. So I think what they got to do is they got to take a $5 million hit for cutting him, and I think they got to go out and they got to they got to get themselves some depth at the point guard position. I see them going after Kobe White, Kobe White from the Bulls. So, so you you don't think the Bulls well, they could make an offer to the Bulls for Kobe White and maybe somebody else? You just want him to be cut. I think the Bulls are going to cut are going to are going to cut ties with Kobe White. I think Kobe White's going to be out there. I think that would be a good fit for them. Give them a little point guard depth, some speed, some energy, and allow Okungwu and Jalen Johnson to grow um, and really be good partners for Trey. And I think that team can grow, but they've got to subtract in order to add at this point. Gotcha. And you and you like uh, Nate McMillan as their head coach? No, no move there. No, I think I'm okay with Nate McMillan as their head coach. He's had success there. I think he just needs the right pieces, and and I'm not sure that they've got all the right pieces right now. 
I got you. What about John Collins? John Collins is, is someone who frustrates me because yeah. I feel like he's he's cusp superstar, but he just doesn't reach that level, you know, consistently yet, which is really frustrating. Yeah, John Collins is obviously still there, and I didn't mention him. He's one of those guys that I think they're probably hoping they're going to get more out of at some point. And with him, it might be, a, a, you know, a coaching situation. You got to find the right coach to be able to get through to him. But he should be giving more to that team. You're 100% right. Uh, but I, I think keeping Collins there, Jalen Johnson, is that guy's on the cusp of, of becoming something special, I think, too. And I think those guys with Trey Young, and you add just some energy, some some another point guard to, to really put the ball in the basket uh, when Trey's on the bench, Kobe White would be, get, would be a good fit there, I think. Okay, I got you. So, so to really... I think I guess take that next step in the playoffs. You need that superstar, and you need that that solid, very solid. I mean, almost like a sub superstar, or you know, just someone, just you know, not Trey uh, Trey Young level, but of course, someone who's who's uh, all star level. So, who do you think that player is on this team? I mean, it's got to be Collins next year, um, or or it becomes maybe Jalen Johnson. I really do think I I think Jalen Johnson's going to turn into one hell of a player. I really do. He's just so he young right now. I think he's twenty twenty one. Um, he got some good solid time um, on the floor last year to learn and grow his game. And I think he's going to be that other guy. Um, I don't see them winning a championship with this team. I really don't. But um, could they go further than they did this year? Absolutely. If they if they add by subtracting. Getting rid of Gallinari and speeding up their pace of play. Well, well, good moves there. They do have a um, a lot of good draft picks as well. They got uh, one uh, draft pick this year, 16th pick overall. Uh, next two, three seasons, uh, what, I, I think it depends on uh, when they get it, but they have their own pick and they have uh, Charlotte's pick that's uh, lottery pick protected, but uh, they can definitely take one of theirs. So uh, solid moves there, Chris. Uh, we'll move on to Peter now. Peter? You got the Pelicans. I think they they were in the the, the play in tournament, but uh, they won, so they they took the eighth seed uh, to be in the playoffs. Right? They weren't initially the yeah. eighth seed. So, Correct. So, but they fought hard. Yeah, they have some some great players on this team. I think this is a fun, young, exciting team, upcoming team. What are you going to do to fix them? Honestly, Alex, this is a team that is already going to be twenty five million dollars over the cap next year. Fourteen players have already been signed on the team maybe they need to make a trade or two, but really do they? The biggest addition that they're going to make is bringing Zion Williamson back onto the squad. They've got a great lineup to surround him with already. He is just that final piece that can push them over the top. Now, of course, that is barring, if, or that is if he can stay healthy and stay in shape. Those are always the biggest questions for him. On top of that, they've also got the eighth overall pick, thanks to our Los Angeles Lakers. That's right, our, we're officially all fans now. Um, so they can uh, use that pick to maybe trade or add more depth just using that pick itself. Um, but honestly, I don't really see them needing to do much trade option would be maybe some end of the bench players to pick up a solid veteran guard like Alec Burks, just someone who could, uh, you know, handle the ball when, when Williamson isn't really feeling it right now. So maybe trade like a Kira Lewis Jr. Herb Jones, something along those lines. Gotcha. What do you, what do you think about their, their head coach Willie green? I mean, this was his, I want to say it was his, his first season uh, as head coach. And this is a team that could make mm -hmm. some big strides next year. And he's kind of, he's still a very young inexperienced coach. 
Uh, do you think, I, that... Alex? I would go far as to call him Green. <laughs> see what I Greenhorn. Did see what I did uh, yeah. Hey, uh, see what you did. But anyway, see what you did. Coach Coach Willie Green kept them in contention. He's the one that kept basically kept everyone together. Because I don't know if you guys recall, but they started off the season one and twelve. So the fact that they even got into the playing tournament was a minor miracle. Not only that, but they lost their best player. I think Willie Green is the guy to stick around, at least give him another couple of years to see what he can do with a full roster. I, I do not want to get rid of Willie. I gotcha. I gotcha. So um, who are the two players that are really going to lead this team? Do you think you think CJ McCollum is going to be consistent and and uh, give that offensive threat? Or or what do you think, um, you know, who are those two players that are really going to lead this team to the next level? Oh, to me, it's it's Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram, hands down. Those are definitely the two most talented players on the team. Um, CJ McCollum is an amazing piece. Those Valanchunas, um, actually, kind of shocked at how good Valanchunas has been with this team, but it makes perfect sense because he's got talent. But uh, but no, this is Zion's team, and um, and Brandon's going to be the guy that's going to be hitting those clutch shots right next to him. So they're going to lead the way. Zion's team, you think so? I mean, Brent, he played do. really well this year. He played really well. He I think he really took did, but another step in, into you know that all star level. Um, and, mm-hmm. and Zion, he's kind of been a, a mystery, you know, you, you don't know how serious he uh took care of his body during the offseason. If he really wants to, um, you know, gets have that dedication to get to the next level, so that's that's yeah. kind of a mystery on well. But that's the whole thing, Alex. He's a mystery until he gets on the court. Once he gets on the court, the mystery's gone. He's just one of the best players in the league. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, good moves. I like them. I like them all. Uh, we'll move on to the Toronto Raptors, who were the, who were the fifth seed this year. Uh, I feel like the Raptors are just one of those teams that just keep coming at you. And even though they don't have, you know, standout talent, uh, they're just consistently good and uh, well coached so what are some some things you can do to to really put them into the next level chris i would say they do have some up-and-coming standout talent you know don't forget they got pascal siakam on this team right and he's he's aging now he's 28 but 28 is not that old you know in basketball yet i'm thinking scotty barnes man that dude took some steps forward this year you know here's my thought they have I mean, a, he was log a rookie, jam he won rookie of the forward. year I the dude's legit. He is real. So that team, I think, is only going to get better with a little more experience. Because, but but they've got a logjam at power forward. They need to let Thad Young go. They're over the cap right now. Um, if you if you just look at, you know, their their cap space right now, they are fifty two million, almost fifty three million over the the cap. So it's it's not pretty. Um, so they're going to have to let him fly. Um, cause he's, he's due to make, I think 15 more million this coming season. It's just not, I mean, he's, he's, he's aging. It's not worth keeping him there. They've got too many power forwards. Um, I think it's time to let Scotty Barnes fly with Pascal and, and keep that rolling. Fred Van Vliet is still there. Um, re-sign, uh, Chris, I think it's Boucher, like Bobby Boucher, like the water boy. He, you know, he's a he's a rebounder. He's one of those role player guys that's just gonna do the dirty work for you. Um, and I think you you roll with that squad like that and and put your your money on the fact that you're hoping at this point that that Scotty Barnes becomes your standout player on this team. 
they still have pieces around there. But if Scotty Barnes continues to grow from what he did this season, that could be some some special stuff going on there in Toronto again. Yeah. How long do you think uh, Nick Nurse lasts? I know he's he's kind of living off that championship a little bit still, but they you know they haven't really made that next level jump after Kawhi Leonard left. So what do you think? I, I think as long as Nick Nurse continues to take this team to the playoffs, he's got a job. I really do. There are certain cities that when you endear yourself to them, you've earned it, you stay. Pittsburgh is one of those places, right? In football. We're talking about football, but basketball, and we went boom, and then we're talking about basketball again. So I think Nick Nurse has a job long term, and I, I, I don't see them moving him uh, or, or firing him at any time in the near future, unless they fail to make the playoffs, but you've got the rookie of the year on your team. Um, it's a solid squad. It really is. I, I don't see, you know, they've got, they've got some decent size. The only thing they're missing is they, they don't have like the tallest player on their team currently is six, nine. So if they could get an affordable center that is, you know, just going to offer some size, maybe sign a couple of, of aging veterans um, to give them some size depth, um, some rebounding, some shot blocking, just to be support role players. I'd say go for it. Uh, but you know, they're just they're too far over the cap. If they had some cap room, I would say go after like an, a Nurkic, maybe. Um, you know, but he cost them 12, 13 million. So uh, I think he's unrestricted this this offseason. <clears throat> but that would be my best best bet for them, honestly. Um, he's got a at, a at a good age, right around his his peak, I think, for performance. So that would be a good fit there. I just don't think they can make the contracts work unless they rework some stuff in the off season. Gotcha. No, yeah, I really feel like um, Scott Barnes, he's he's really kind of their wild card. If he can actually develop into um, that all-star talent, um, even even possibly the best uh, player on this team, I think um, I could think they're definitely going to make that leap. And he's he's nice. He, he's, he's cap friendly. He has that rookie contract for uh, the next four seasons. So... Um, you know, hopefully he does make a lot of progress, uh, during that time. So, all right, good, good choices there, Chris, good choices there. You're making some good moves. All right, Pete, moving on to the jazz. What happened to the Utah jazz? They were first seed last year. Didn't make it that mm-hmm. far, but the, mm-hmm. you know, uh, they didn't play that well in the, in the first round this year. Uh, Rudy Gobert, it seems like he's overpaid and, uh, like a contract that they can't really move. <laughs> so how are you going to fix and adjust this oh, team to Alex, the right we will see about that, sir. We will see about that. Uh, the Utah jazz, like you said, man, it's, it's a team that's always had great pieces and they've always had great regular seasons, but they cannot put it together in the playoffs. Um, after just years and years of that head coach, Quinn Snyder is still going to stick around. I do not see him going anywhere just because he's done so well with all the different teams he's gotten after losing Gordon Hayward. Like they, they've lost a lot of talent and he's been able to keep the, the, uh, the team going. Um, but if you're going to do something and it does feel like they do need to do something, I would say that trading Gobert is going to be your best move to make. Um, like you said, he's got a huge contract, but it's not insurmountable. Um, and they're obviously going to need a veteran center back who can provide good defense as well as be a good pick and roll option for Mitchell and Conley. So my idea is that we have a three-team trade. All right, we've got Rudy Gobert going to the Bulls. We've got Clint Capella and Kobe White moving to the Jazz. 
and Nikola Vucevic heading to the Hawks. All right, I see all three teams succeeding from this. Vucevic is going to be another great option for Trey Young to pass to. Um, you know, he's going to be able to hit those open shots, provide a great pick and roll screener for uh, for Trey. Um, Clint Capella, he's got that. He's just he's got. I, I believe he's got what Mitchell and Conley need. Just that guy who's just going to roll right to the basket, be that guy to get those alley oops, and um, and of course Gobert on the Bulls. It feels like he's that piece that we've always been needing. Just that that great defensive center to lock down. You know, behind Demar Derozan and Zach Levine, who are trying their hardest but still not great defenders. Um, on top of that, they do have the mid level exception available. So I believe that someone like Thaddeus Young would be a good addition to that team once that trade is like made that. to provide some additional toughness. So that's like that, uh, that's my jazz for 2023. I like that a lot, man. Oh. Sign me up for that deal. You just solve problems <laughs> for everybody. Hey, yeah, that's no, the I've... trade machine for you. <laughs> good moves, good moves all around. Um, you know, um, as far as the coach, I, I understand he's he's been with the team for a while, but I, I think this was a big um underachievement this year, especially with the first two games. Luca wasn't playing. Actually, it might be even more than two games. Maybe three games. Luca wasn't playing. Uh, so even though they were fifth seed playing against a fourth seed, uh, didn't have that home court advantage. They were playing a much weaker team, yet somehow they they didn't make it past the first round. So do you think, you know, that's gonna he's gonna be able to overcome that, um, or is he on a leash if if he doesn't do something in the playoffs this upcoming season? Is he gonna be gone? Oh, it's very possible he's going to be on a short leash this year. Um, like you said, I mean, or, and like I said at the beginning, you know, he's one of those guys who's been, he's just been chugging along, you know, winning regular season games, doing things the right way. But then in the playoffs, they never really seem to get there. Um, the hope here is that Gobert leaving kind of creates a, an, you know, it kind of removes some of the bad blood that's in the locker room. And hopefully the team will gel together better and play together better from there. Gotcha. I, I love their management. Do you fear too. that Gobert brings bad, bad blood to the Bulls locker room, though? I mean, we'll see. You know, it's different personalities. You don't know what's going to happen. The Bulls definitely need toughness. They need somebody who's going to be out there, and, and Gobert could definitely give them what they need. It does seem like he'd fit the identity of the Chicago Bulls. Yes, I agree with that. Uh, the Chicago Bulls are not a topic right now, so let's move on. DeAndre Eaton. I would also take him. <laughs> just no, wait till love, we get to the bulls chris i got some options okay 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 okay, okay. Love, love the moves uh pete love the moves i think those are our standout moves to help this team get to the next level uh chris next one is easy i'm telling you it's the easiest team out there denver nuggets all right if you can't fix this team then <laughs> come on you're not a GM. What are we even, Go ahead. What are, are we you sitting down? Here? Are you ready for this? Are you sitting down? I'm not. Do nothing. Nothing. Resign Cousins for cheap. I don't like their depth at shooting guard, but this team is $60 million projected over the cap. $60 million. So they don't have a lot of wiggle room. Is that already including... Uh... Joker's, con I mean, he's going to sign a contract that's going to be the highest in the league. So I'm not sure that includes that yet. So it's going to go higher. This is, this is a projection. So, yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing. They don't have wiggle room. So you got to find, because their shooting guard situation is not good. They don't have, I just don't have anybody really on that team that is super great, uh, man. But if you could get a good role player in there, the guy, a guy that knows how to play the game, that's a smart player, that's been there, 
I would go after Victor Oladipo. Dude's cheap right now. You can get him on the cheap. Um, if they can make a move and restructure some contracts to be able to make enough space to sign him for a small contract, then go for it. But there's there's really not much they can do at this point. They're 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 in a contract situation or or a salary cap situation that they're they're not going to be able to get out of if they want to keep Jokic. So I I don't see them able to do much of anything. But the great news is they have a really good team and they've performed well. So they just need to look at the tape, run it back, figure out the mistakes and do it again. But don't make the same mistake the second time, bro. No, I, I listen. If any team should just stay put and go with their players, it's this team. I mean, Jamal Murray, he was injured all last season, so hopefully he comes back and is healthy yep. and can play somewhat well. Same with Michael Porter Jr., uh, yep. another another star player that they have. Do you, do you see Victor Oladipo as just uh, you know offensive strength off the bench, or do you want to put him into the yep. starting lineup? Off the bench. They just don't have any any strength. You could start him fine. I, I just don't. You, you look at Austin Rivers. Um, Let go of Austin Rivers. Yeah, no, he must not go. Like at Austin Rivers. I am not <laughs> a fan. Not a fan. I'm. That's my point, though. That's my point. They don't have much going on. They they have talent at every other position except for shooting guard. So that's what they need to fix. But they don't have the money to be able to do it. They can't bring in any big names. There's not jack squat they can do. So they're going to have to stand pat at this point with what they've got, find guys that can be great role players for them and get the ball to their stars. But, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. They need Jamal Murray back. Jamal Murray is a huge impact on this team. Huge, huge. impact. I mean, before his injury, I mean, in that last playoff season that they had, he was he was the star of the team, not the Joker. Yeah. I mean, Joker's now, now a two-time MVP. <laughs> so he's no shrub himself. But they have they – have, Ton of talent shrub? on this team. Is that what we're going with now? They're shrubs. It's yeah, the scrub. Scrub shrub. I like it. I like it. I mean, I don't know about you guys, <laughs> but I don't want no shrubs. Yeah, shrub is a bush that sits in your front yard, hanging out the front door side no, of your house no, outside. No, no, no. <laughs> that, that, those trying, were, uh... trying to catch all the sun. All right, no, no. All right, never mind. <laughs> That song died already. That those were those were some solid moves. That was really smart moves, Chris. Uh, but let's move on to finally what you guys both want to be talking about: the Chicago Bulls. All right, only the Bulls, only the Bulls, only the one and only Chicago Bulls. Uh, they missed the playoffs last year. Peter, I was waiting for you. <laughs> Didn't even make the play-in. All you. This year, sixth seed, and they were first seed for a, a good chunk of uh, the start of the season, but pretty much the uh, first half of the year. The, some injuries and you know other other issues, and they fell to the sixth seed. So, how are we going to correct mm-hmm. this ship for next year? Because we don't have a big window. We don't have a big window with this current roster. So, what are you going to do, Pete? Well, you're absolutely right, Alex. Like you said, injuries have plagued this Bulls team, who is in first almost to the All Star break. Demar Derozan is another year older. And in my opinion, Zach Levine, Zach Levine will need to be a priority re-sign to keep this team in contention. But they already had him. So where are they going to improve, right? 
I've got a few different trade options. These aren't on top of each other. These are just three different options for the Bulls to have. So forgive me if I if I tilt it a little bit, but I think yeah. with before these before you jump trades, into that, they can before do you jump into that, Pete, let me uh, let me ask you though, Zach Levine, you giving him the max contract? Yes. Yeah, he will be getting the max contract regardless. So might as well be with the Bulls. Right. They're already over the cap, even without Zach Levine. So they need him or because they're not going to get anybody else in free agency. All right. So what are you what are your uh, three possible moves? So a few options. Obviously, we already discussed one of them, which is the the Gobert coming to the Bulls. Um that's another big contract. So can we really afford that? What are we giving up? Or yeah. you're well, well, you're giving up Nikola Vucevic and Kobe White. Okay. And those that that yeah, through via the ESPN trade machine, that actually works out. Another option here, the Bulls would get Miles Turner and Justice Winslow. Blazers would get Nikola Vucevic, Malcolm Brogdon, and all of Indiana, Indianapolis's draft picks, and Indianapolis gets Dame Lillard. Now, the question here is, why would Dame Lillard want to go to Indianapolis when they have absolutely nothing else? Yeah, besides... I think he does have a trade clause, so he, I think he can decide where he wants to go. Exactly. So that one, I'm trade. that's the one I'm most shaky on, because obviously I, I don't see Dame Lillard wanting to go there just to play with Tyler Halliburton. This other option is what Chris mentioned earlier, the Bulls get DeAndre Ayton in a sign-and-trade for Nikola Vucevic and Kobe White. I do believe this one is realistic because if if Ayton's on his way out, then he's on his way out, and the Phoenix Suns might as well get something for him. Once again, Vucevic can fit into uh, Phoenix's uh, situation nicely. Obviously, he doesn't provide the defense that Ayton does, but he does have more offense than Ayton, so I think he could work nicely once again, pick and roll with uh, with Booker. And, uh, and of course, Kobe White will be a hot hand for them whenever they need it. Um, that one I do see very possibly happening. This last one, I'm shooting for the stars here. Four-team trade. The Pacers would get D'Angelo Russell. The Blazers would get Nikola Vucevic and TJ McConnell. The Timberwolves get Dame Lillard. And the Bulls pick up Miles Turner and either Malik Beasley or Pat Beverly. I, I so like in that this scenario... I like that trade in this for, scenario, for all the teams. Yeah, I mean, I think Dame Minnesota Lillard gets with matched Lillard. up. Wow. Yes. That would be fantastic for them. I mean, that leadership that D'Angelo they need. Russell that... finally has a team. Oh, yeah. Exactly, man. Yeah, and, and Russell's going to finally have a team that he can just control in Indianapolis because no one else is going to have the ball but him. And um, and the Blazers, you know, they're in trouble already. So Vucevic can be their guy that scores a lot of points while they rebuild. You know what I mean? And and of course, the Bulls get younger with their center, Miles Turner, who can play some defense, and he's got a great shot himself. And, you know, Malik Beasley is going to offer you amazing three-point shooting, a great offensive uh, two-guard, or, or you can go with Pat Beverly, depending on who Minnesota wants to give up, and get a Chicago-born defensive hound dog. So do you think uh, Patrick Williams is, is uh, a serious piece of this team? Or do you think um, with all the other moves that you made, bringing in Miles, uh, uh, Miles and, and other players, that he can mm -hmm. just be that supportive, uh, defensive uh, power forward or, or small forward instead of having to develop into that all-star? I mean, I, I see him definitely starting. Um, that's without question. Um, his his role on the offense, obviously, he'll take and you know he'll he'll have the same role that he has now, which is fourth on the death chart. You know, you've got Lonzo Ball that'll be taking the ball up the court and you know getting ready to shoot threes whenever he needs to, but he's mostly setting other people up. Demar's going to take the most shots. Zach's going to take the next most, and then Miles Turner's going to get his. So, 
Pat will, he's going to have to deal with that unless he just becomes a star. If he decides he wants to do it, I don't see any reason why he can't, you know, he, take he over and jump above flashes, or Obviously that consistently isn't there, but he shows some flashes. Um, and, mm-hmm. and, and he does have uh, the ability to, you know, hit that, that three point shot. So that's, that's always nice. But uh, another question for you is Billy Donovan. Billy Donovan, uh, I feel, doesn't make the proper mid-game adjustments. Do you think that he's going to be our long-term head coach, or do you think we should uh, try to find somebody new? I think Billy Donovan is a great coach of of adults. Like I think he's he's got that kind of that that calmness demeanor that you need um, to make sure that the guys do what they need to do because they know what they need to do. Um, they've got a lot of leadership on that court. So as far as like mid game adjustments, things of that nature, he does need to do better on that. But I really think that's also on the players, and that was on the fact that a lot of players were injured last year. So maybe he couldn't do the things he wanted to do. Um, I, I see Billy Donovan as a long-term piece. I think he's a great hire, and I, I want to keep him. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Well, great moves, P. Of of those three potential trades, which one is your favorite? Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely the four-teamer. Uh, like you said, I, I I don't see a bad option there. Um, obviously, if they get DeAndre Ayton, that would be amazing. I would have no qualms with that. But I really like Miles Turner. I'm, I've been a huge fan too. of his ever since I started watching him. So Very solid. Yeah, I'd be happy Very with that solid. one. All right. Well, great, great moves, Pete. We're going to move on to the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you, Chris. Uh, I think Peter just won it with that. <laughs> but you may. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. You, 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 could, you could come out of nowhere and, and, and take it over. But th- those were some solid trades, and especially that four-team trade. It's going to be hard to top that one. I but... can't. I can't, be, I can't beat him because here's the thing. He already brought up one of my solutions for the T-Wolves. So um, a lot of, of where I'm at with the Timberwolves is <clears throat> kind of standing pat with what they've got and growing. Let Anthony Edwards continue to grow. Jaden McDaniel is only 21. He he stood out this year. He stood out in the playoffs, especially. Um, restructure. If you're gonna keep D'Angelo Russell, you got to restructure that contract. It, it ain't gonna work, which he's not gonna do, right? So, I had him moved to the Pacers uh, because the Pacers are a team that actually have cap space, and D'Angelo Russell is due 31 million dollars. So you're not getting $31 million worth of performance out of him. He's not a bad player, but you're not getting $31 million. So, I mean, he's a solid that's player. The I mean, when he was need... with uh, the Nets, he helped, that, he helped bring that team to the playoffs. He yeah. gave that team notoriety. I mean, I don't, I don't think that's the reason why Kevin Garnett and um, Kyrie went over there. But, um, you know, he definitely uh, raised the level of that team. Um, at least on but, the I mean, here's, stage. here's the thing. They are over the cap by 75 million. There's only two teams in the NBA that are over the cap by more. So um, the, the T-Wolves don't have a lot of room to grow, but if they could move D'Angelo Russell to the Pacers for whatever they can, if they can get draft picks, super. Take the draft picks. Um, but that's a team that has room to do a deal like that, and there isn't many of them. I yeah, think so, there's only three teams projected to be under the cap this coming year. Yeah. So who are they getting for him, though? I mean, are they getting just getting draft picks? It would have just... to be just picks. Because, I mean, they it would have to just be picks. I don't think that there's much room to do anything else. And so I don't even know. If I may, Gosh. if I can interject, Chris, if you're trading away $30 million of capital, you can get $30 million back in the trade. 
just because they're over the cap yeah, doesn't it, mean it doesn't have to be trade. one solid player it could be you know 10 players i mean three players each making uh 10 million piece um right. oh i get that i get that I, oh okay all right i'm just saying i say you got 30 million to work with man that's a lot of players all right they they've got you want know. them. I'm, you want them to get under of, the cap, and you want them to stop paying I want luxury to get taxes. Under, I want them to get closer to the cap, and I want them to gain mm. a little bit of capital from the draft. That's that's really what I'm looking for for them. Because there's not it's... a lot that if you could get Tyrese Halliburton from the Pacers, cool. But they're not going to give him up. Mm-hmm. So I, he's the cornerstone, right? Yeah. So and there's not really anything else in Indiana that I'd want. Unless you want to take Lance Stevenson's six hundred forty-two thousand dollars contract, <laughs> um, but there there really isn't much going and on. And how? I mean, Ricky Rubio's old busted at, and he's making seventeen million. Uh, there's I think just he's a not, free agent too. I don't know. Yeah, if Yeah, I think he piece. is a pending free agent. So there's just not much going on there. Buddy Heald is is way overpaid at twenty-two million for what he's producing over in Indiana too. So there's there's not much there. Okay, so so you're thinking uh, they get their twenty uh, second pick in their their twenty fourth first round draft picks? Sure, yeah. I mean, if they'd give up Malcolm Brogdon, I'm sure I'm sure Minnesota would take him. And that's you know it's only nine million away, ten million away from from matching contracts. So do that yeah. deal and get a second round pick, and maybe you strike gold with a second round pick. I gotcha. And you know, listen, this is one of those teams that played hard played hard in the playoffs this year i mean they were they were really giving um second seed uh memphis grizzlies a tough time and and that was that was one of the you know best teams in the um in the regular season towards the end of the year uh so uh, i was surprised with with competition that they gave them i mean they there was a lot of games that were very close or, or games that you know just because of their youth and their inexperience in the playoffs uh they kind of just lost it in the fourth um and didn't have that um that that toughness in the last like five six minutes when they needed it, but I tell you, Anthony Edwards and and Cat, they are they are stars. Those guys, oh, yeah. are legitimate stars. And and each one of those guys, you would be happy to build a franchise around. <laughs> so, yes. So so yes, um, I I definitely think it's it's a great idea to keep these this team pretty much intact. Uh, D'Angelo has been. I think he's already on a trading block. Uh, from what I hear, and uh, it is mostly because of his contract, uh, so he is probably out the door. Um, and uh, yeah, I think I think kind of like the Boston Celtics, this is a team that just needs to stick together, uh, grow, and get more experience. And I think uh, they're going to turn the corner at some point. So uh, great, great GM moves, Chris. Doing good, but don't forget, Jaden McDaniel is only twenty-one. Like I said, only twenty-one. Yeah, and this guy, this guy showed some flashes. This could be a special guy as well. So that'd be that'd be a strong power forward for this team to go along with a strong center, you know, and a strong shooting guard. Like this, there's something special that could happen in Minnesota. Truthfully, absolutely, absolutely. I, 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 but you know, yeah, you didn't you didn't do enough to overcome Pete there, Chris. Sorry, did not do enough. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> but great moves nonetheless. Just wait, Alex. Just you wait. So unless you just screw things up here, Pete, you won this. But listen. This is one of the most frustrating teams that I'm giving you here in the New Jersey Nets. Uh, a lot of a lot of people picked these, this team to win it all this year. Uh, they clearly mm-hmm. struggled. Uh, Kyrie wasn't playing. I think he only played 29 games, uh, mostly because of uh, COVID reasons. 
Uh, but they ended up in the seventh seed, and then they got swept. Only team that got swept in this year's playoffs. So what do you do? What do you do? Honestly, one of the more disappointing teams in a long time, Alex. They were, like you said, they were bounced, and they just they looked worse than ever. It was not good. The good news is, obviously, next year they're going to have a full year of Kyrie. So at least that, unless they're playing in Canada, at least that's not going to be an issue for them. On the other hand, this is the Brooklyn Nets. All right, this is this is this is the team that always makes the big moves. This is the team that's always doing something. So I've got two huge options for trades here. All right, one of them you're you're just going to laugh Pete, me off Pete, the block. Let, and the other one, say, you should play it safe. You should play it safe. Oh, no. oh please, you're Alex, in the lead. Come on now. Don't play it safe. Play it safe. Get risky. If you, if you if you toss out some bad trades here, you may lose. But hey. all right. Let me hear. You want to get Alex, nuts? Let's Alex, get nuts. Scared money don't make money. All right, my man. Come on. <laughs> let's do this. Option number one. I'll go with the same option first. All right. Option number one is a uh, is a trade with the Brooklyn Nets and the Utah Jazz. All right. Brooklyn, they need some size. I don't know if Andre Drummond's going to resign with them. So I'm saying Rudy Gobert and Rudy Gay head over to the Brooklyn Nets. In return, the Nets get Ben Simmons and Seth Curry. Ben Simmons. We still don't know about this guy. Honestly, we he's, don't. you know, what we do know about him, we don't like very much, right? He's He, he seems like a 100 percenter, needs to be 100 percent to be but, out there. But he's young. The best he's young. KD and Kyrie are old. Exactly. You want, you want to give up that youth? Yes. Honestly, I, because we're looking to win right now. Okay. So Rudy Gobert added to that team would give them a huge front court. Would Gobert and Durant in the front, in the, uh, yeah, in the front court. Um, and then Kyrie would be running into them. What do you need to do? Exactly. All right. So that is the same option that will give them a solid lineup. Somebody who can, uh, who can actually defend against the Celtics, do what they need to do. All right. Option number two, three team trade Ben Simmons and Cam Thomas, plus a few picks go to the Lakers, Joe Harris and Seth Curry go to the Suns, which leaves LeBron James and Chris Paul headed to the Nets. <laughs> this is possible as Per the ESPN trade machine. I looked it up, tried it three times. It was right. Durant, Irving, James, Paul, and honestly, who cares who the fifth guy is? Right. Wait, Even who, if some of those the players at the get? end of the window. Who do the Suns get? This is the tough part. The Suns would get Joe Harris and Seth Curry. Uh, now, Seth Curry, Chris obviously, Paul, good know. clutch player. Yeah. Exactly. That, that's why that's why this one's the outlandish one. But Joe Harris, solid shooter. The guy can put it down whenever he needs to. And maybe, and maybe Devin Booker has grown beyond Chris Paul. Chris Paul tends to wear out his welcome if he sticks around too long at a certain place. So if the Suns are smart, maybe they'll cut ties before it gets bad. That's that. I, that I is my only thought with Phoenix, that trade. I, he, he's not even close to wearing yeah, out his but welcome. They loved him in Los Angeles too, man. And then he blew it up. It's it's just what the guy does. So, like I said, that's the more outlandish one. If if I had to pick one trade, I would go with Gobert and Gay for uh, Simmons and Curry. Good, good, good. All right, so so um, in most of these moves, you guys aren't mentioning the coach, uh, Steve Nash. Is he worthy enough to coach this team? I mean, this is a very talented team, uh, and it, it, he had it his is. full, nearly his full squad in the playoffs, and and he just, I mean, yeah. it was it, it's listen. Boston's a young, young, upcoming team. I, I understand that they're playing great defense. They were the best team after the All Star break. Still, this is Kevin Durant. Who's considered to still be the best player in the league? Kyrie, who can who can 
get around, hit his most skillful player in this league, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously a, a few other players, Seth Curry, that can that can do some damage as well. So, so do you think he deserves another opportunity with this team, or should they move on from him? Honestly, I don't know. I mean, Steve Nash is one of the greatest basketball players to ever live, you know, two-time MVP, Hall of Famer. But he hasn't been very good as a head coach. And honestly, I don't think he wanted to be a head coach before Brooklyn offered him the job. I think it's just something he took because it was offered to him. And it's like, how do you turn this down? So, no, honestly, I I, I don't think that he will retain the job. Um, he may get one more year, but most likely he he's going to be gone after next year, especially if they don't do anything. Doesn't this you- smell like a Phil Jackson special no. right here? No, Phil Jackson. Is like maybe Phil Jackson. Maybe is- 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Extremely <laughs> done. Extremely done. He, 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 the triangle offense is just does not work in this league anymore. And that's what he would want to install. Right. So, but who, who's a good option? Who would be a good option? Bring and, and coach Kevin Durant in, in the twilight of his career. I mean, Listen, this isn't the same Kevin Durant that we had, you know, two, three years ago playing with Golden State. Um, he played his worst series in the playoffs this this, uh, this past uh, playoffs. And, you know, he obviously he's going to improve. Um, I, mm-hmm. You know, I don't think he's completely done, but he's 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 on the downside of his career. So uh, who do you think can, can coach him and, and kind of... Uh, I think there's a guy out there. Together? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think there is a head coach out there who can who can reach these players, former player himself, former head coach himself actually did a great job installing the defense in golden state that ended up winning championships. with Steve Kerr. I would say Mark Jackson would be a very decent hire for the um, Brooklyn Nets. Mark Jackson. Um, yeah, like his name has been going around. I think Sacramento, the, mm-hmm. the Lakers even are, are considering Mark Jackson. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you think he, the, this Nets team has a pull to bring him over there? Oh, easily. I mean, just the fact that the, the two superstars they have now all they have to do is give him a call, and I'm sure he'd be he'd be there ready to go. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, but yeah, for the most part, um, your big move is just to uh get what you can for Ben Simmons and and build from there. Just get somebody who's uh who actually wants to play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I got one hundred percent. Yes. All right. Well, great moves, Pete. Great moves. Um, uh, yeah. As I mentioned before, you you got it. You won. I mean. It, I gave you um, the hometown favorite with the Bulls, and uh, you you did you did what you do, and and you just pulled it out with that one. But uh, Chris, listen, Chris, Chris, the teams that you needed to just say, hey, let's calm it down, keep things together, make a few tweaks here and there. You did call those for those teams, so I do give you props for that. Uh, great job for the both of you. But yeah, uh, Peter, uh, you edged this one out. Congrats. On the G- GM hat win. All right. When Congratulations, do I get my Peter. Wait, when, when does my contract start? I'm the new Bulls GM, right? Yes. Oh, that's not how this works. For NBA 2K. No, I, I won a prize. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Let me go ahead and get started. All right, Alex. Thank you very much. I think even Chris can say that this segment was a success. That was good. Good job, Alex. I'll give you some kudos. <laughs> All right. Well, don't 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 heap the praise on too much, Chris, because next we have Alex's trivia question of the week, followed, oh, of course, geez. by Matt Gets Answers. So stick around, everybody. We'll be right back. All 
All right, and we're back, everybody. It is time, once again, for Chris to give us an intro. Chris, go ahead. When the show takes a turn for the worst, it's probably time for Alex's Trivia. You know, I was bopping my head. I, I like the beat. I like the beat. Oh, very good that was beat. a good one. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Dang it. All right. Trivia, guys. Trivia. You guys ready for this? Listen, I'm, I'm kind of even the playing field here. Uh, we're going to do some hockey questions. Chris, I, I know this is more uh, on your field, in your field. So we'll, what the heck, dude? We'll see if we can get you a win. Get you a win, Chris. Not cool, Alex. Not cool. <laughs> well, listen, okay. The NHL, yeah, the NHL playoffs are starting up. So I had to do some hockey questions. Uh, we haven't had a lot of uh, hockey segments. So we were supposed to. You were supposed to bring a buddy of yours, Chris? What happened? What happened with that? The whole season went by. There's not much to talk about this season. It's not a good year for the Blackhawks. We'll talk about it next year. <laughs> All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. We're going to start out with some easy questions here, though. Some easy questions. All right. First question is, who has the most Stanley Cups? Now, now, Peter, I can make this multiple choice. Going to make this multiple no, I choice? Know it, I know it. Okay. Well, if you it. think you know it, let's, let's give Chris a chance here to answer the question. Chris, who do you got? Okay. Here's, here's your multiple choice, Chris. Is got, players or teams? No, uh, teams. Teams. Uh, who has the most Stanley Cup? What team, I guess oh. I should say, has the most Stanley Cups? If, do you know it? I think so. You want, you want the multiple, multiple choice, or do you want to just guess? Peter, what do you think? It is the Montreal Canadiens. Chris, I was going to say the, the, I was going to say the New York Rangers. I Mets. I Mets. All right. Uh, <laughs> The New York Rangers. All right, so I would have given you a multiple choice of the Boston Bruins, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Detroit Red Wings, or the Montreal Canadiens. Those, those would have been the multiple choice. So you're not on that list, Christopher. You want to re-guess? You're right. Nope, it's okay. Okay, you're sticking with because your team. I've already answered, so it's too late. <laughs> you're sticking with your team. All right, the correct answer is D, the Montreal Canadiens with 24 Stanley Cups. Good job, Pete. Good job. Good job, right. Thank you. Next question. Who holds the record for most career playoff goals? And I'll give you a multiple choice. All right? I'm not even going to. I'll give you the multiple choice. It's Brent Hall, A, B, Mark Messier. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Messier. Messier, Messier. sir. Mark it's Messier. Uh, C, Wayne Gretzky. Or D, Mario Lemieux. Pete, we'll go with you first. It's actually, it's actually Lemieux. Please say Lemieux. No, oh, it's not. <laughs> Don't listen to Peter. It's not Lemieux. Mario Lemieux. Um, you got? I'm sorry. I I was too busy trying to think of jokes. What What are the four names again, real quick? A. Brent Hall. B. Mark Messier or Messi. Is it Messi? Messier. 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 I'll get that right by the end of the show. Trust me. Uh, C. Wayne Gretzky or D. Mario Lemieux. I'm going to go with D, Mario Lemieux. Yeah, it's Mario Lemieux. Mario Lemieux. All right, the correct answer is C, Wayne Gretzky. I thought you guys would get that Really? One. He has... That's wow. too easy. Too easy. What? Yeah, too easy. Yeah, I thought he has because 100... Lemieux played more seasons. Is Lemieux in second? Actually, um, Messier is second. He's he's only down by 13. No kidding. So, uh, Wayne Gretzky. Messier played for the Rangers, right? And so I was thinking about, on your last question, about... 
Stanley Cups, I was thinking about, oh, yeah, Messier. He was really good. I remember that. Yeah. So, yeah, my bad. Dang. No, but he has 122 goals. And, again, he also leads in assists with 260. So, both in the regular season and the playoffs. Beast. Wow. Yeah. He is right. a talented hockey skater. <laughs> he was. How about that? Dude, hockey? that guy is otherworldly. Like we talk about Jordan, there's debates about Jordan. We've had this conversation before. Wayne Gretzky, there's no debate. Yeah, Mm -mm. that man is the greatest hockey player to ever step on the face of this planet. Absolutely, there is nobody who has ever been better than him. That's absolutely. What are are some other uh, professional athletes that you can just flat out say were just the best at? Like, is 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 uh, Jerry Rice just flat out the best wide receiver, or is there um, a debate on that? I would say there's, I mean, there's, there's probably been debates because there's been other people that are maybe more athletic or more excited. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Jerry Rice is, I think he's when you goat. talk to real, you know, NFL players, they would probably say he's the best. I bet you Randy Moss would even say Jerry Rice was the best. Possible. So Possible. I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, I think, I think for baseball, we don't know what could have been for so many guys. We don't know what could have been for Shoeless Joe, for Lou Gehrig, right? (laughs) None of them are going to be the greatest. We don't know what could have been for Babe Ruth if he'd have stayed sober, but I mean, he hit a lot of home runs while he was drunk. I'm sorry. That that was his power juice. Don't take that away from him. (laughs) He needed that in his five hot dogs game. Yeah, A lot lot of those guys also played when when the league was still segregated as well. So, you know. True, true. Uh, yep, a lot, a lot of question marks there. But yeah, I, I think you're right, though, Chris. I think Wayne Gretzky, I think, is is head and shoulders just above of anyone else. So he's clearly just the, the greatest. Um, and I, I, it's, I, it's, I think it's like not that many players out there, positions out there, you can say that yeah, he's just clearly right. the best. There's always a debate, but with Wayne Gretzky, it's just like yeah. no, he is the he is the greatest. <laughs> it's it's Gretzky and Pele. Those are the two guys, just heads and shoulders above everyone. Yeah, else. no, yeah, that's a good call. No. I thought. Oh, so he's going to say bend it like Beckham. I thought so too. You better not. But, no, I don't. I don't even know who it is. But um, but no, I, I'm not a huge soccer guy. I think you're a bigger soccer guy than I have than I am. But um, but no, I've I've talked to some huge soccer buffs and they they do not believe Pele was the greatest ever. But um, but anyway, uh, that's that's a topic for another day. So last question uh for you guys, and then we'll go into the the fan question. But um, last question is who was the first player? Win the MVP of the playoffs, aka the Con Smith Trophy. Is that correct? Smythe, 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 sir. Con, Con Smythe. Smythe Trophy twice, and and I'll give you guys a hint. The trophy came out in 1965. So I'll give you a multiple choice again: A. Wayne Gretzky, B. Mario Lemieux, C. Bernie Parent. Could be pronouncing that wrong. Uh, or D, Bobby Orr. Man, read the question again. Who was the first player to win the MVP of the playoffs, first. aka the Con Smythe Trophy, twice? First player, the first to one it, to do it twice. Twice, and again, it started in 1965. I'm going with Bobby Orr. And Peter, yeah, you took my answer there, Chris. I'm going to okay. go with Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky. Be Wayne Gretzky now. <laughs> no, I will say, I will say that 
each one of these players want it at least twice. I know that. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if if it's only twice, but at least twice. Uh, But Bobby Orr is the first one to do it. I win. 1970 and 1972. So I think Bernie Bernie Parrott was the first one to win it twice in consecutive years. Mario Lemieux also did that. And Wayne Gretzky, I saw he did win it twice. He could have won it more than that time. But he did at least win it twice. So congrats, Chris. I told you. We tied? The last question is weighted heavier. The last question is weighted heavier. You got it. Okay, nice. Good job. Good job. I don't like ties. Maybe you'll earn a better better song next week. We'll see. I don't like ties. So, yeah, congrats. All right. I don't know. Chris, let me do the song next week. (laughs) You you got it. You're in. It's all you, dude. All right. Sounds great. All right. So, uh, question for the fans here. Sounds great, but he's like, oh, no. What's the question be, for the fans, Alex? It'd be more difficult to to get be worse than yours, Chris. I mean, you're 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 pretty ruthless. I think you said something about a toilet one time. Like it's it's ruthless, man. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Old All ruthless right. toilet, Chris. That's what they All call right. me. Question for the fans: uh, Which team is the only team to win a Stanley Cup by scoring an overtime goal in Game Seven Stanley Cup Final? And I'll give you uh multiple options next week but we'll let the fans guess first all right guys you know some people like splenda some people like uh you know some other sort of artificial sweetener i prefer sugar cane yeah do you like sugar cane chris yeah i do and my favorite character on spongebob is patrick oh yeah patrick's yeah. hilarious yeah. Uh, anyway patrick thank you cane. alex <laughs> all right and that will do it for alex's trivia question of the He's week dumbfounded he has no idea what's going on anymore so i'm going to pause the show here just to explain what these mooks are doing uh they're they're trying to cleverly guess the answer patrick kane but they're wrong so yes although clever they're wrong they are dumb dummy dumbs and uh we'll find out what the correct answer is next week on with the show He's like Kali from South Park. I have no idea what's going on anymore. (laughs) Oh, mercy. Alex, once again, thank you very much. Even though I lost this week. Yeah, no, it was awful. I can't, I can't, I can't fake it anymore. Why, why you even do this anymore? (laughs) All right, guys, stick around. When we come back, it'll be time for Matt Gets Answers. That is right. Matt Gets Answers. All right, guys. And it is time once again for Matt Gets Answers. Chris, take it away, sir. There's only one guy who's good at asking questions on this show. It's Matt Getz, and he gets what he wants when he asks us questions. You know, it's Matt Getz Answers. I take offense to you, Chris. (laughs) And and that's what I intended. Oh, that was fantastic. Always feel welcome on this show. Love you guys. So... Let's jump right in. So not too long ago, Mitch Trubisky joined the Steelers in hopes of starting a fresh new career, a new a new chance at being a starter and succeeding. A new chapter, let's say. A chapter. I like that, Peter. Thank you. Mm. But recently, the Steelers drafted Kenny Pickett, thus potentially killing those dreams of Trubisky being the starter and realizing his potential there. So my question to you guys is, 
who were some of the better quarterbacks that just missed out? Not them saying Mitch Trubisky is one of the better quarterbacks, but who were some of the better quarterbacks that just missed out due to drafting choices, trades, or whatever, where someone else just sort of swooped in and took their starting spot? Um, well, I, I think, you know, some quarterbacks that lost their spot, um, you know, Joe Montana lost it to Steve Young, uh, back with the 49ers. Um, and Joe Montana was, uh, getting older, but he had, he had a few years left in the tank, Joe Montana. I mean, uh, Steve Young just, uh, you know, really progressed and played well over there. So that's, that's definitely one, uh, QB to kind of swooped in and, and took the start, uh, starting spot. What's, what's another, you know, I got a good one. I, you know, that neckbeard clown Kyle Orton coming in and taking Rex Grossman's spot. That was ridiculous. Sexy Rexy had it on lockdown. And everybody knows that if they would have had, if Rex was our quarterback and would have stayed in position, he'd still be slinging things 50, 60, 70 yards downfield for the Bears. Never would have had that Kyle Orton mistake happen. Okay. Neckbeards would not have been grown. We would have been just fine with sexy Rexy saying, screw it. I'm chucking it downfield. You know, Bernard Barrian probably still be playing for the bears all time leading receiver. I'm I'm just saying Kyle Orton swooped in and screwed it all up. All right. We're still waiting for Chris's good one. Peter, do you want to jump ahead? That was my real answer. <laughs> That's what I thought in that you're time on, frame though, for real, you're... Alex. That's for real what I thought in that time frame. When this was happening, I thought, oh, no, this is screwing up what Rex has going on. Small hands Rex? Couldn't yes. He didn't have much going on Take at the time, Chris. a snap under center, but small hands Rex? You guys That's know you I believed in him. I believed in him, and then he went to Washington, and he had a good season in Washington. You keep thinking that. He did not have a good season in Washington. He did decent. <laughs> Fine, decent. <laughs> he did somewhat okay he threw he threw more interceptions than touchdowns that's not decent he started for a football team in the nfl for some games (laughs) and you can't take that away from him all right right. he started more nfl games than i've ever started so good for him yeah yeah all right guys on march 18th 2012 Matt Flynn signed a three-year deal with the Seattle Seahawks worth $20.5 million, essentially guaranteed the starting role. In that draft in 2012, the Seattle Seahawks also drafted a man named Russell Wilson. And in training camp, they figured that Wilson was probably going to be the best bets. Matt Flynn never got a chance after that. He was just a career backup, deservedly so, but I think that he was definitely robbed of an opportunity with Russell Wilson being drafted. I mean, props to Flynn. Uh one game Flynn. Uh he had yeah that one yep. was that it one six, great game. six touchdown game. <laughs> Very much <laughs> like got, Trubisky actually. They got him they got him that huge contract. So so good for him. But like like you said, he was he's a lifetime backer, but um yeah, he got that nice little contract. But we'll never know what could have happened. Maybe never Matt know. Flynn would be the guy still starting for Seattle. That's that's not a possibility, but we'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That would never have happened. Matt, do you have an option or a choice? I'm going to say that no one really lost 
their shot at stardom because of it. I, I think there have been a number of backups who've gone on to be quite successful in their own right and even learned from a starting quarterback. So I'm going to say I don't think anyone really lost their opportunity. All right, moving on here. One person who I love almost anything that he says is Charles Barkley. And recently, and I can't even quote him because for several reasons, but he was talking about you're either riding the bus or driving the bus. And I have I do have one quote here where he says, if you ain't driving the bus, don't walk around talking about you a champion. So I think he brings up an interesting point here. Who are the people that really rode the coattails of a strong leader, of a, a bus driver? And who are the ones that actually were the drivers? Like, who are the, who are the, the biggest? I don't know, man. I got to disagree with this out of hand here. Because I don't think that just because you're not the best player on the team, that you have no business saying you were a champion. Scottie Pippen was the second best player on the Chicago Bulls when they won their championships. But he can proudly call himself a champion. And we can say that Jordan would not have won all of those championships without Scottie Pippen. So I, I think Charles has got a... I think he's just, he was talking because he likes to talk and he's getting paid good money to do so. And I, I don't think there's much merit to this. I would agree in this case with Kevin Durant, but to your question, anybody else who wrote some, wrote some coattails? Hmm. Somebody that's, that's struggling now, maybe wrote some, wrote some coattails to some other championships. Hmm. LeBron James. <laughs> just skateboarding on Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosch and Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving. Oh, and Anthony Davis. <laughs> Anthony Davis. <laughs> I don't. I don't know about that. I know that's I know controversial. That. No, very, I don't know about that either. I'm just yeah. saying. <laughs> for you know, for the question, I'm, I mean, it's it's going to be talked about someday. It's yeah. going to be. You yeah. know, I'm right. It's going hey, to be it talked be. about and it's going to be debated at some point when it's all is said and done. So it's probably be. just you debating it with Lamorne, though. So yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. That, that's yeah. probably it. I, I think it's a little different with LeBron because um what was in 2011 when they they lost to uh Dallas, it, it was the fact that LeBron didn't take over. It was the fact that he was, you know, fighting Dwayne Wade, be lead his team, but Right, it got that well. It had a, you know, even Dwayne Wade, he took him to the side after they lost that series. Like, you need to be the leader of this team for us to win. Um, and then, then they won two in a row after that. So, I, I don't know if that's necessarily the case for him. Um, you know, and I don't know if this is necessarily the case for this scenario either, but you can kind of say maybe, um, you know, Magic Johnson, we kind of were talking about winning time, he was. He was a, a younger guy, and he was kind of yeah. riding the coattails of you know Kareem. Um, he, he was really the captain of that team initially. Um, maybe around the mid '80s is really when Matt Johnson took over, and it really became his team. But um, you can kind of say that for the first uh, maybe two two championships uh, with the Lakers. Um, that's the only one I can think of really right now. Yeah, you guys bring up some some interesting points here. Like it almost makes me wonder, like a different question of. How much can you put on one person to be the leader? Like, can you blame one person because the team didn't do well? Like, or is it really, really more like, well, the team in general doesn't have it together? Well, and that's where being the best player on the team puts the most baggage on you. Because, yes, if the best player on the team has an awful night, 
chances are extremely good that team's going to lose. So in that sense, yes, that's absolutely right. But those Golden State Warriors teams, when, when Kevin Durant was on that team, like if Steph Curry was having a bad night, Durant could take over. If Durant and Curry were having a bad night, Thompson could take over. You know what I mean? Like there was the, there were many redundancies in that team, and that's that's really what made them that super team that they were. Yeah, it takes a team. It takes it takes. You know, they call them role players, but you've got to have your stars and your role players, and everybody pitches in. And yeah. So, so to say Kevin Durant doesn't matter as baloney. Well, here's here's the thing. Here's I'm gonna I'm gonna say this thing. All right, don't don't be upset with me. Don't be upset. Speak your truth, Alex. Speak your truth. It is what it is. All right. So in every single series that Jordan played in, except for one, he was the leading scorer for the series. Every single one. Except for one, I think he he missed it by one point. Um by, I think it was uh, Terry Cummings, I think, uh, Milwaukee. But, but he played, was the best player on the court every single time. It didn't, he didn't have to wait for, you know, Steph Curry or like Thompson. Like if he was having a bad game, he, he played great game every single time uh, for every single series. Not every game, but every single series. So I'll, I'll say that. But like I say. Thank you Cryptic for words from Alex Navarro. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for uh, complimenting Jordan. Uh, I didn't think we'd have that squeezed in this episode, but good job. You still got to get done. through one without it. <laughs> All right. Moving on to something a little lighter here. The Savannah bananas. Are you gentlemen familiar with this team? No. They're a coastal plain league in the West division which I can only describe as like the Harlem Globetrotters of baseball. Cool. They have goofy pitches. And by that, I mean like the pitchers will like throw the ball under his legs, catch it with his other arm and then throw it. And it's still a good pitch after that. He'll do like tricks where like his mitt will fall off to get you to like, look at that. And then he'll still pitch like a, a pretty fast strike. A guy came up to the plate with his bat literally on fire, like the end of it. <laughs> and, and in one game the pitcher's wife came out and pitched an inning instead of him and that all goes it takes a team so my question to you is is there room for more shenanigans in pro sports some more fun plays more trick plays more childhood wonderment maybe not to the extent of the savannah bananas but just more fun and trick plays that could really get the crowd excited i would love to see this kind of stuff bring it on but in the minor leagues <laughs> this is cool i, I just pulled they, they wear kilts sometimes i mean i'm i'm impressed yeah i'm with chris i i want to see more of this i think they, they they're starting to call the nfl the no fun league uh they're, they're taking too much joy out of this game like they, they can barely do a celebration after they score a touchdown um, you know, if, if someone shows too much emotion after a dunk or after a strong defensive play in the NBA, they call a technical foul on him. Like it, it's just starting to get really frustrating to to see these games and just see them just um take the joy out of it and just really wish that they, they would be able to uh, uh you know allow them just to have fun. 
go have fun, show some emotion. Yeah, don't go overboard. I think all these people are uh, old enough to mature enough to know where the line is. But man, they just they just cut the line so short. It just takes so much fun out of the game. I mean, are you guys aware that there's also a team that's a minor league affiliate of the Los Angeles Angels, and and they are called the Rocket City Trash Pandas, and their mascot is a panda in a trash can that's like lit up on the backside like a rocket ship. Chris, uh, that's not a panda. the The trash panda is a common name for a raccoon. I mean, sorry, you're right. It's a raccoon. My bad. Yeah, you're right. That's just hilarious. There's, there's, and that's really what we need. We need more fun names in team sports. I think that, you know, now that we're getting past all of like the offensive Native American names and moving beyond those, like the names that they like, Cleveland Guardians, the the Washington Rebel, what, what's Washington's Commanders? The Commanders. Commanders These are yeah. awful names. The Trash Pandas, the Bananas. We've got Macon Bacon. We've got the Macon Portland Bacon. Pickles. I want some fun names in baseball again. That's what I love about minor league baseball i need to start like getting a minor league baseball hat collection together yes and just getting some of these logos on there because they are fantastic amarillo sod poodles come on now matt you have started something that you're gonna be sorry for (laughs) this is gonna go we're just gonna (laughs) we're just gonna like every hat that i buy for myself matt i'm buying one for you all right sounds great thank you and I'll I'll put in the Venmo request as well. So it's I mean, you know. Yeah, well, you'll you'll put in the request. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone can put in a request. It's holding. <laughs> oh boy! And with that silly talk of baseball, it's time for our question out of left field. Hey, Matt, what's the question out of left field? I'm glad you asked, Peter. The question out of left field. This is that part of the show. We're the only part of this question that has to do with sports is that fun little intro right there. Are you gentlemen familiar with the new social media channel, Be Real? I'm not. I am not. This is the latest one sweeping the nation. What it is is almost like the counter social media. Imagine your Instagrams, your Facebooks back in the day. Every post people did was like, Here's my fantastic vacation. Look at this excellent meal I'm having right now. Look at like this model shot I just have. I must look like this all day. And it's created all sorts of side effects and other people feeling bad about their lives. And there's a million other things they're still even studying. Well, be real is like the opposite of that. You get a notification at some random time during the day and you only get two minutes to take a pic and post it. So it's encouraging you to be doing whatever you're doing. Like if you're at work, like just show yourself at work. If you're, you know, you're at the grocery store, then that's what your pick is. So do you think this idea has some merit? Do you think it'll take off or do you think it'll be a flash in the pan? I love this because my wife and I are those people that see those vacations and those perfect lives are like, what? How are you always on vacation? How is this happening? (laughs) We're over here living real life. (laughs) I love this. I think this is cool. And I think it'd be funny. And and it would bring some joy to everybody, including the person taking the picture, to see what's happening in people's real lives in those moments where they're like, oh, no, I'm being booed in my cubicle right now. You know, something like that. 
hypothetically, if Baker Mayfield shows up and boos you while you're in your cubicle. Well, that that would be good in any kind of social media if you got a sure that that would be gold. (laughs) I'm all for it. I I think it's great. I once again, like you guys were saying, like the Instagram is so polished and so like pre-done same thing with tiktok tiktok is heavily edited and and just heavily put together so the fact that be real is just like hey you got two minutes take a picture or else you're done for the day i am <laughs> i am down i think we should all start a be real guys uh, um so i think it's gonna be uh was it flash in the plants or something what was the other option flash in the pan dude. <laughs> <laughs> what's the saying flash, flash in the, in the pan Flash the I think pants. there's a hamster in your pants. Or, That's what or it is. flashing your pants. I'm not sure where you're going with it. I like it either way. How is how is flashing the pan more make more sense, Chris? All right, I'll, I'll wait for that answer. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I, I don't think it's going to take off. I think it's something that's going to be you know maybe uh, popular for a month or two, but then you know no one wants to see somebody just jumbled up at work or you know in a grocery store. It's it's. You know, it's not anything that's going to attract anybody. Um, and it's it's well, mainly, why not, Alex? If you care about what your friends are doing, why why wouldn't you be like, oh man, dude, shopping right now? Okay, because the people who who are you know depressed about something or you know feel like it's it's you know it, it, there's too much of this going on in this social media. It's it's us. <laughs> it's our age group. We don't really use social media in, in the first place anyway. So why are we going to use this for an extended period of time? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not something that we're going to be extensively using. We might use it for like a month or two. It's like, hey, look, it's it's me at work two months ago. Oh, here's here's me at work three months ago. All right, cool. But then there's nothing there's nothing added to it. You know, it's just it's just the same thing over and over again. So I, I don't. Actually, that's it. a good question, Matt. What do they add any? Like, do you just take a picture and you share it with your friends, or is there anything else that goes along with that? That's as far as I know. Is you just take a, a photo and post it? Yeah, I, I see some limitations with it. I love the concept. But I do see it getting old not too long into it. Like you'd if you are just always at the grocery store or at work or wherever, like it'll be fun for a few months, but then after that it's like, okay, I don't need to keep seeing the same grocery store like over and over. Like like that's is it, I mean is it the same why, two minute is it the same two minute time? No, it changes day? throughout it changes. the day. Okay. But like I mean, that's part of why social media is successful at the same time. Like it, it drives people crazy, but you're seeing aspirational things at the same time. Like it, it makes you mad, but it's also why you keep looking at it because you're seeing interesting things you don't normally see every day. I mean, I, I stopped looking at it. So I, and, and that's what my point was too. It was like, we, we, you know, you and I would, would stay off social media in the first place. So th- this is kind of something for us, but it's not gonna, it's not gonna appeal to us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not gonna draw us in. I think the age is younger, though. Yeah, and I I think we're the target age. And like you said, Alex, I think for the week that it would be fun, it would be fun, though. So it would be worth doing, even if it is just for a temporary time. Yeah, I I think it'd be interesting because honestly, we don't get a shot into our lives very much. Like you know, we we we've seen your desk at work, Alex, because there's been eggs and fish on it for every day for a week, but (laughs) we didn't get to see like you know your cubicle or or the other places you go and. And Chris, I don't know what you do for a living, man, but we don't know what's going on there. Like, yeah. it'd be interesting to see, like, stuff happening through the day that you normally wouldn't be taking a picture of. I'll take a selfie at my desk for you guys, as if I've never done that before. 
actually, you know, out of all of us, you probably have the coolest office, especially with the background and everything with all yeah. the uh, a great office. Yeah, no, with all the toys and everything you have in the background that you were gifted. Very, very cool office. Very cool setup. Thanks, Alex. I appreciate that. Better than your that's... current setup that's fake, but also real. It also, it's... you know, something. <laughs> oh, mercy. This wow. is where it falls apart, everybody. And here we go. Alex wants to pick a fight. Okay, Alex. <laughs> let me just start clapping my hands while I talk. I will. And on mm-hmm. that note, everybody, it is time to say goodbye for this edition of the Hard Cap. Matt, once again, thank you very much for your questions, sir. Alex, I'm sure your trivia questions were fantastic. But seriously, yeah. though, on behalf of our special guest, Matt, Alex, and Chris, my name is Peter. And you've been listening to The Hard Cap.